Need help with something? Know someone who does? Have something to offer? Today's show focuses on helping others. We all have something to give, and we all need something. We also have a tech tip and a suggestion both for the car. In the book of Acts, the church was involved in all kinds of charitable acts, and the Christian church developed quite a reputation for the help they gave those in need. Those acts of mercy continue today every time a Christian shows love to another human being. But some needs are too great for one individual to accommodate, so charitable organizations are necessary. One such organization is Lutheran Church Charities, and we have with us today Tim Hetzner, President of Lutheran Church Charities. Welcome, Tim. Welcome, Dale. Could you tell us how Lutheran Church Charities came about? Well, Lutheran Church Charities started uh, out of a district convention in the Northern Illinois District back in 1946. And its mission at that time was to be a fundraising agency for the other uh, Lutheran agencies that were doing human care ministry. Uh, and it started to be very frank. Uh, the churches got tired of hit, being hit up by all the agencies. And so they created another agency to be kind of the uh, one of the funding arms for the other agencies. Uh, things have changed since that time, and when I came on uh, to Lutheran Church Charities four years ago, uh, prior to that, things had changed where the agencies had asked the district again to go back out directly to congregations, and that was approved. So from 25 years in parish ministry, and I got the call to come on as president of Lutheran Church Charities, um, we we changed uh, Lutheran Church Charities to be from an agency to a ministry, a ministry that... Uh, initiates, uh, promotes, develops, and supports Christian human care ministry through our congregations, through our LCMS churches, both in the Northern Illinois District and uh, throughout our Synod. Uh, and so we work directly through, in, with, and through congregations uh, in helping congregations carry out the Great Commission and reaching others that are in need with the gospel of Jesus Christ and uh, and through human care, Christian human care means. And I, I emphasize Christian human care um, because anything that we involve ourselves with in, as far as helping to promote or support, um, we have to be able to proclaim Christ and what it is that we're doing. Uh, it's not just feeding people or clothing people, but it's letting people know in whose name that we're doing it in. And so we... Uh, we don't link ourselves or involve ourselves in working through anything that, that we can't boldly proclaim who Jesus Christ is and what it is that we're doing. So what kind of projects uh, does the church charities do? Well, it, it, it's a whole gamut of things. If a congregation uh, or a pastor at a church calls me and says they're working with a family that has whatever type of need it is, and they're trying to help out the family but not sure they can have all the resources to do that, they'll contact us. We... Um, We'll put it in our weekly newsletter, which is called Banking a Difference, which is an email newsletter. We do all of our communication by email. And we'll put that in there, that such and such church, pastor such and such church, contact us, working with a family, give a few details about the family, but uh, keep the family confidential yet, though. Right. And then we uh, say, you know, people want to help, whether it's uh, financially or in some cases they need a car or something else. We put that out there, and dollar per dollar, whatever comes in will then go out to that congregation. The check will be made out to that congregation uh, to help that family that they're working with. So uh, 90% of what we do is what we call dollar and dollar out giving uh, for various projects. 
Uh, we also help coordinate uh, mission efforts. Uh, we're heavily involved with the uh, uh, mission work that's going on down in the Gulf states. We're sending down, uh, we've sent down 17 semis of uh, food and materials to help our congregations down in the Gulf states. Uh, we send out uh, groups of volunteers on a weekly basis to go down to uh, to work again through our churches uh, in ministering to the families that are in their scope of ministry. Uh, we we promote and help and support uh, mission trips. Uh, we do food drives for ethnic ministries. Uh, we are involved with a, a deaf ministry. Uh, we have a staff person that works in the area of deaf ministry, uh, developing Bible studies uh, and having signers for uh, uh, the deaf community, which, by the way, 92% of the deaf community is unchurched. So it's a wide-open mission field. Um, and whatever else God puts in front of our path, we uh, if it's a worthy cause that we can proclaim Christ and serve people in the name of Christ and help people in the name of Christ, then we take it on. So you have such a broad range of things that you cover. How do you narrow it down um, as far as are there certain areas that you sort of specialize in? Are there certain areas that you tend to avoid? Well, our, we are not a direct service ministry. Um, and, and what I'd say by that is if, a, if somebody calls us and they have a need, uh, one of the first questions we'll ask is, are they a member of a, of a Christian church? Uh, if they're a member of a Christian church, then, then we say, okay, then we, you know, we need to work through one of our LCMS congregations. And so we steer them to whichever LCMS congregation is closest to them. I'll talk then to the pastor of that church and ask him if he could work with this person or individual or couple. Uh, he'll meet with them and then he'll email me with kind of the particulars and then we'll put it in the newsletter and work through that LCMS congregation. Um, with it, we don't ask them. They don't have to be LCMS for us to help, but uh, all of our ministry will work them through one of our LCMS congregations. So you're, even whether or not it uh, is a membership, uh, whether they're members or not of that congregation, that doesn't matter. Right. But it has to our 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 link to help them has to be through one of our LCMS churches, which does hook them up at least. Uh, with an LCMS church. That is correct. And so even if they're a member of another Christian church, we're not trying to pull them away from the church they're right. a member of. Uh, many cases, they're not a member of a church. And and through uh, a cooperative effort of Lutheran Church Charities and that congregation that they'll be working through, uh, we do see that some uh, end up getting involved in the, in the congregation and actually becoming a Christian and, and a member of that congregation, which... Ultimately, the final goal always is to build God's kingdom. Right. Uh, in fact, we don't touch anything that that can't, you know, in, by God's spirit and by His grace, lead to that, or at least provide that opportunity uh, for people. Uh, that's why we invest also heavily in in helping churches get adults into Bible study. Mm, yeah. uh, we we have, I write and and we weekly produce an hour and a half Bible study called Word Among Us. Uh, we've done 30 weeks in the Gospel of John. That's out there. Churches are using it. We're doing a, what's called cover to cover, Genesis to Revelation, a two-year course, uh, helping people get in Bible study. We've got about 48 locations across the country uh, doing that now. Um, with the understanding that if you can get people into the Bible uh, and helping them to explore the mind, method, manner, and ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, then they see from scriptures 
our, our Christian calling to reach out to those that are in need in the name of Christ. Yeah. Are those, usually I get to this later in the interview, but are those, uh, where are those available? Well, they can go to our website, and they, uh, if a church is interested in being one of our host sites, they can go to our website, uh, and we have information about being a host site. It is free to the congregation. Uh, you know, there's no fee for the congregation to be involved with it. Uh, we will provide all the PR materials, advertise whatever course it is that of ours that they want to uh, um, use at their congregation level, and then we'll provide the uh, registration form. And there is a registration fee, um, but they can also check for scholarship because we'll never deny somebody from being in Bible study if they can't afford it. And and then uh, how we hook it up is we send out a weekly DVD uh, to each of the sites that they can play, and then they provide the facilitator to talk around uh, the generally it's it's sixty minutes to seventy minutes is the uh, uh, the DVD, and then we post online. Everybody who registers has a login and password, and so they can go online and watch the uh, video or listen to the audio and all the handouts for that week, uh, which are other articles that talk about that part of the biblical text, are all posted online. Um, in fact, we have quite a number of students that are just taking the course uh, by Internet. Uh, either they travel and aren't able to you know, attend one of the sessions or maybe one of our locations isn't close enough for them to attend, and they'll take it just by Internet. Uh, or they're a member of a church that doesn't have much going on in Bible study, but they want to be involved in an in-depth Bible study. Um, they can take it by Internet. Sounds like a great resource. Well, we hope so. At any time, you know, Dale, that we can get people in back into Bible study and and taking a serious look at Scripture and understanding this Galilee and Jesus Christ, then there's a benefit to both that local congregation and to the broader kingdom. Absolutely. So, uh, getting back to some of the various charity works uh, that you do, are there any stories from your work that you'd like to share? Oh gosh, we have <laughs> where to start. Now? We have so many of of where to go. You know, we've uh, I'll say I'll share one about a, a lady named Cece who is uh, down at a church down south, uh, and she has uh, a, a younger gal who's in her thirties had a. Uh, needed some some cell uh, transplant uh, in her situation because of a disease she has, and needed to do that up here in the Chicago area. So we, uh, she, her congregation contacted us if we could help, and uh, she had to be up here for like three months. And so we got a house for her to live in free, and and raised some money to help her um, during that period because her husband came up with her, and so he couldn't work for those three months, and so to make sure that they had a house to go back to when they went back. Um, so that was a story that we've done. Any of our groups that go down to the Gulf states all come back with stories of, of uh, the families and who they're helping with and uh, administering to. Um, just this Sunday, uh, we had a small little LCMS congregation of about 25 people that uh, is struggling. The, they're being served by a retired pastor who emailed me and that he's got a couple who's attending their church. They're not members, but they're in their 60s. He has stomach cancer. And uh, uh, the car they are driving, they come to church every week, but it's an old Dodge Neon with a broken windshield and no heat. And uh, transmission is starting to go out and ask if we had a vehicle. So we put that out and got a, got a real nice van. 
and uh, had two of our volunteers drive it down to to their congregation on Sunday, which is about two hours from where our office is here, and uh, through the church gave out the van to this couple uh, to help them. And uh, again, they were just very touched uh, by it. But here's again, here's a congregation reaching out to somebody uh, who's unchurched or was unchurched who is now coming to church and and the church body helping them in a in a time of need with uh this uh elderly man's cancer. Hmm. And many stories like that. So what kind of feedback have you gotten from others? Well, our feedback has been wonderful. The church is uh, uh like what it is we're doing because we're working in partnership with them. Uh, in helping them do the ministry and the real cutting edge ministry really to build God's kingdom, I am convinced doesn't take place in synodical offices or district offices, but it takes place in the local parish. Yeah. And we're there to help local parishes to, to, uh, uh better do their, uh, God given call to serve those in their church and community with the gospel and to touch lives with the compassion of Christ. Uh, we don't, uh, uh, you know, we don't go out to congregations and, and hit them up for money. We provide these services free, and we trust God that, uh, uh, you know, people will support us in order to keep our doors open. Because uh, when you do 90% of the money that comes through is for pass-through giving, dollar in, dollar out, uh, that costs us. We have to pay the transaction fees right. and so forth on that because a lot of that giving is takes place by Internet. Uh, but God has God has been faithful and good. Uh, to us, and we don't do fundraising for ourselves except once a year. At the the last appeal of the year in December is is uh, uh, we mail out and by internet email out an appeal to help keep our doors open. But all the other appeals during the year are all for special projects or or uh, mission opportunities. You mentioned that you always make sure that you can communicate the gospel through whatever it is that you're doing. Correct. And part of that is just being connected with the congregations, with the congregation proclaiming the gospel. Right. Um, but could, you, could you give other examples of how, uh, besides that, that you make sure to proclaim the gospel through these acts? Well, with, with all of our volunteers that are going down to um, Katrina mm-hmm. and doing a relief effort down there, um, we have T-shirts for all of our volunteers that go down and uh, that broadly proclaim that Christ is the reason. Uh, with Psalm 46.1 on it. Uh, he's our help and hope and refuge in times of distress. And uh, so uh, any of our volunteers, whether they're working with a LCMS family down there that has been affected or working with just a family from the community, um, they wear the T-shirts and just uh, at Boulder proclaims in whose name we're doing it without, you know, uh, shoving tracks in their face or anything else, although we do have... Um, uh, Lutheran Layman's League or Lutheran Hour Ministries has a uh, uh, pamphlet out that we hand out that they put together for the people that have gone through Katrina, sure. uh, and we uh, have copies of that 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 we give out. Um, but again, it's not. We'll help anyone, uh, whether they're a Christian or not Christian. Uh, but uh, in that helping, in one way, shape, or form, uh, we want them to know in whose name we're doing it. So do you have any advice for people who would like to help out in their communities? Well, I would I would say, you know, there's there's plenty of opportunities no matter what community you live in. Even if you're in a 
uh, more prosperous community, there are still needy people in that community in one way or another. Um, work through your congregation of, you know, where are some of the needs in that community uh, that you live in and, uh, uh, you know, look at ways in which you can touch families in that community with the compassion of Christ. Maybe it's within your own church. Maybe it's uh, having a ministry that works with single mothers that uh, helps uh, maintain their cars. You know, we've, we've helped some churches uh, start up, if you will, little car clinics uh, once a month on Saturday mornings. You know, men of the church that know how to make do an oil change and that kind of stuff. Uh, single mothers can bring in their car, and and uh, uh, simple service work can be done. Uh, on the car, you know, sometimes the church does it free. Sometimes they just, the, just for the cost of whatever the materials are. Which is a service to single, single mothers and, sure. um, and it saves them some money and it provides a ministry contact. Um, there's always an open door, no matter what church or community you live in and go to. Uh, there's always some open door, uh, to reach out with the compassion of Christ for people that are hurting. Uh, we we sit down with congregations and that invite us in to help them uh, uh, look at the ways in which they can help those in their community and how to set up uh, a more structured program to uh, uh, to do that. So where can people learn more about Lutheran Church Charities? Well, our number one place, since we do all of our communication by email and website, is our website, which is www.lutheranchurchcharities.org. And everything is there, and uh, what we're currently involved in. Um, in fact, I write a daily devotion that they can sign up for that, again, takes scripture and applies it to uh, reaching out to people. Um, they can subscribe to our email newsletter that comes out on Tuesdays. Um, and they can also uh, contact us uh, in our toll-free number, uh, 866-455-6466, and uh, one of our staff can work with a particular congregation and helping them uh, reach out with the compassion of Christ to those in their church and community. Great. So what projects do you have coming up in the near future? Well, we're doing blankets right now for the Gulf states. Uh, we'll be uh, advertising next week, uh, sending down a, uh, another semi, so we'll have congregations doing some food drives for that. Uh, we've got a couple of retired principals that are working with our Lutheran schools down in the Gulf States. Uh, we have some trailers that uh, are encouraging congregations to put in their uh, in their church for one week and fill them with food and then uh, uh, we'll have hopefully that church or we'll take one of our volunteers to take that trailer to one of our ethnic ministries that, uh, that the food then can be handed out to. Uh, we have found with the ethnic ministries, food is one of the major ways to reach those uh, in their community with the gospel. Uh, so those are some of the projects going on right now and will be going on. We've got about 100 people going down uh, in two weeks uh, to work with the uh, mentally disabled <clears throat> uh, down in uh, Mississippi. So, you know, the, the, the one thing I love about <clears throat> the ministry here is is um, we try to be faithful with whatever God places in front of our doors uh, of whatever the need is. Uh, you know, we don't we don't sit back and have a five year plan and says, okay, these things we're going to do and these things we're not. We simply whatever God places in front of us <clears throat> that is legitimate and ministry minded, and we can proclaim Christ. Uh, we'll advertise it. And, and get involved with it. 
Anything else you'd like to add? No, uh, other than I praise what, what you're doing with your ministry here in, in a way of uh, we have found the Internet and uh, uh, electronic communication is such a powerful way of reaching uh, both Christian and non-Christian yeah. from all over the world. Uh, and it's also one of the most effective cost-wise ways of, of reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So we, we applaud what you do and keep it up. Keep up the good work. Okay, well, Tim, I thank you for your time. Well, thank you, and, and God's blessings to you. And to you as well. And uh, looking forward to partnership and ministry. All right, thank you. And now it's time for the product, the product suggestion, suggestion of the week. The week. week. I've talked about the various options for connecting an iPod or various other devices to the car's sound system, and I suggested a while back a lapel mic that broadcasts in FM. Well, now that I've learned that FM transmission really isn't ideal in the car, here's my updated suggestion. A headset mic, no speaker necessary, that hooks onto the ear and has a female end to hook up to a cassette adapter or FM modulator. Dad can then catechize in the car without turning around and without static. Well, except maybe some static from the kids, but I don't have anything for that. If you use your cell phone while driving, you may think that a hands-free headset will make you safer. Not so. Recent studies have found that headsets had absolutely no improvement for drivers over holding the phone in hand. So if it rings while you're driving, answer if you must, but answer by saying, Hold on, I'm driving. Let me pull over first or call you back later. Next week on Lutheran Weekly, we feature Paul Golke, director of the LCMS camp Iodesica. Paul will talk not only about the camp that he's at, but the Lutheran camps in general, and what service they provide for the church. Well, that closes the book on another Lutheran Weekly. Remember that you can post comments on our forums at lcmspastor.com slash forum and ask questions of upcoming guests. Your questions will be read on the air during the interview. If you'd like to leave a voicemail to be aired on the show, you may call 206-339-7909 to leave a message. Thank you, and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.